your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? This is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I am your host, Chris Maselli, bringing you another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. So once again, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. <clears throat> and today we will be discussing the Avalanche and their first preseason game. Uh, a 4-3 to three loss to the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, everything is okay. We don't need to throw in the towel. We don't need to say the season is a bust. It was predominantly prospects who played well. Uh, they played their butts off. So we will discuss uh, the game. And then oddly enough, our uh, third burning question for the week will be the rookies and the prospects. And uh, if you're just joining us for the first time this week, each day uh, during this week, we'll be doing one uh, burning question each day. So like I said, today was rookies. Day one was injuries. Uh, day two, which was yesterday was depth. So today will be rookies and it's perfect timing because they, we, we got a look uh, of a lot of them <clears throat> yesterday against Vegas. So um, I think the only, the only veterans that showed up, you could say would be Jason Megna, Val Nichuskin, um, Logan O'Connor. He's got some experience. Jack Johnson. Um, maybe you want to throw J Jacob McDonald in there. Uh, Keaton Middleton, but that's, you know, not a ton. So, I mean, it, it was pretty much Nichuskin <laughs> was, was your, was your big body there. Um, which is good. This is kind of what you want. This is what you want to see. Now, this is not going to be what you're going to see for the duration of the, the preseason. Um, and, you know, I saw a lot of people commenting on social media, like, you know, why, why would Vegas put up there? Cause Vegas had Petrangelo going. Um, they had Colasar going, they had Carlson there. Uh, Alex Martinez, like they had a lot more. Marcia so was playing. They had a lot more of their staples playing, but this is their second preseason game. So this was the Avalanche first preseason game. I, I'm willing to bet. I, I didn't go back and look, but I'm willing to bet the Vegas first preseason game was something similar to what Colorado put out there. So was it a little bit unfair? I mean, if you want to say it was, say it was. But you have to look at it as a good thing. You have to look at it as like these are young kids on the avalanche and they're going up against not everything Vegas has to offer you, clearly, but a lot of good, talented players that are going to be daily players for, for Vegas. So let them have a go at it. Um, and in spots, it showed that they were rookies, you know, and, and prospects coming up. It's all right. Um in, in took you could tell it took a little while to get their legs under them, kind of making some blind passes, which were not good. Um, even Pavel Francos, you know, he this is the first game he's played in a long time. And again, 
it showed. Uh, even the first goal, I think he he was not quick. The uh, it was a shot from the left corner, went off the post, and it went a rebound. I think it went right to who was it? Martina uh, Patrick Brown. Sorry, and Francois's reflexes were just non-existent. Non-existent. Uh, he he knew it got by him. But he, it seemed like he was looking behind him forever, like just thinking it went in. When it hit the post, you should have been able to hear it and react a little bit better. But that's timing. That's just playing a little bit more. Uh, and all that stuff will eventually come. I don't, and, and he, you know, in spots he looked rough, but in other spots, I saw him recover quickly. And you saw when Vegas would make a cross ice pass. It's like he knew it was coming and he timed it perfectly and he shifted from left to right and made a good stop. So he had moments where you're like, okay, he's getting the hang of it. He's getting his legs back. He's he's getting back into the groove. Um, but there were times where, yeah, he struggled and that's to be expected. Um, where I think it really showed that Vegas had their, you know, more of their daily t- uh, players out there and the avalanche did not was in the special teams, especially when uh, Vegas was on the power play. It won them the game. Uh, they, they got a power play goal late in the third, which put them up four to three, which was the final. <clears throat> and I think it took them less than 10 seconds. I think who was it? Um, it was Marcia. So who got that, right? Yeah. Marcia. So, so uh, there was maybe four minutes and change left after they scored. So they had some opportunities in the beginning. It was tough. It was tough to, to break through and really find some, some good momentum. I think they got outshot. Where's our shots on goal here. So they got outshot seven to 11 in the first, they outshot Vegas 10 to seven in the second. And in the third, uh, Vegas outshot them 11 to five. So Vegas wanted to clamp down and, and they knew that they could, and they were going to make these kids work for it. And they only had five shots on net. It's not to say they didn't have some opportunities. So uh, the last penalty, or and I haven't even gotten to that yet. That, that That's the bad. Uh, the avalanche 0 for seven on the power play. Uh, and, it's odd because it wasn't like they couldn't sustain possession. They did. I think in most of them, it wasn't like they were, they were crossing into the offensive zone and Vegas was standing them up, getting, gaining possession and then just, you know, icing the puck. Uh, they were getting in the zone. They had some pretty good possessions. It didn't turn into a lot of shots on goal. <clears throat> the very last one that they had in the third maybe was their best one. And when I think it's your seventh power play, I hope it's your best one. You've had a lot of practice up until then. So, uh, but they could, they just couldn't get anything together. Now, if we're in the regular season and we have our, our big guns in there and our regular team and they go 0 for 7 on the power play, we're having a much different discussion right now. And you lose 4 to, four to 3. If you lose 4 to 3, you were 0 for 7 on the power play and this game's in January, we're not happy. And Jared Bednar's not happy. 
and Nathan McKinnon is not happy. So, uh, but these guys, hey, they got seven power plays out of the deal, and seven and you know, seven times they got to work on it. So, good and bad uh, to be expected. Um, trying to think of. Well, we'll get into kind of like specifics of who. That's kind of like the gist of the game. Good flow. I thought they were they were quick. They kept up with Vegas. They weren't getting burned a lot. I thought they played relatively good defense. Uh, the offense struggled. Offense struggled to to get anything going. And twenty two shots on goals for goal for the Avs. Twenty nine for Vegas. So I mean, considering who's out there, I don't think that's half bad giving up less than 30 goals with, with a lot of their good players out there. Um, they fought, they fought hard. And then in, in the play or the preseason right now, if you want to do a uh, shootout, you can, and they did the abs won that uh, three to, was it three to two? I think it was no two, two to two to one, two to one. I think it was. And uh, Shane Bowers was the one who put it home to win it. So, um, We'll take a little break and then we'll get into kind of specific players and and who I thought kind of stood out, did well, um, and maybe some guys who didn't do so well. I think the good news is nobody was god awful. You know, no nobody was like, oh my god, that guy that cut him tomorrow. Uh, <clears throat> but still, obviously, room for improvement. But first, uh, Direct TV Now. So does this sound familiar to you? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the rest of the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment that you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. And you can learn more at directtv.com. Once again, that website is directtv.com with compatible devices and content varies by package. Also, Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market. And did you know that they have so many delicious flavors that there is something for everyone? And if you haven't tried them, you can choose between flavors such as coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. The list goes on and on. They had a cherry lime that's a limited edition. Yeah, get on that. Uh, if you haven't tried them, <clears throat> if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two each of nine flavors available. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they are healthy. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories range from 130 to 180. Only four to five grams of sugar. Only four to five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors. All tasty and all healthy. So you can go to BuiltBar.com right now, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off of your order. Once again, that promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, so individually, uh, you have to bring up Oscar Alausen. He got the abs on the board. His uh, first, I think it was his first shot on goal. And the Vegas was up 
one nothing at that point. So, and, and it, this was like the Azure struggling to get anything going. And uh, it, it was a nice pass from Val Nachuskin. Like <clears throat> guys like that, like Nachuskin, when they're playing in a game like this, and Grant, like I said, Vegas, yeah, they'd have had more big name guys going than the Az, but still, uh, a, a guy like Nachuskin who's kind of really settled in to a nice spot here with the Avs. Um, a beautiful pass right to Alausen, uh, who put it home. And <clears throat> I mean, guys smile anyway when they score, but man, that guy, that kid had a smile painted on his face. And he did score in the um, <clears throat> the shootout too. So a goal in regulation, goal in the shootout. <clears throat> yeah, so Oscar Olsen is is on his way. The other guy who played exceptionally well, Jack Johnson. Uh I'm yeah, don't adjust your sets. Amazing. <clears throat> Very good defensively. Had some really nice poke checks that stopped uh some good rushes by Vegas and he scored in the third. Uh, to start the scoring about six minutes in and that got the Avs ahead. They were up three to two at that point. But on top of that, he, he was out there a ton, <clears throat> uh, 20 minutes on ice. I don't know the last time he's done that. He also threw in an assist. Uh, so that, you know, that adds up to two points. He's a plus one. He did have a penalty, but a couple shots on goal. He was impressive. He's the type of guy you want to see him do this again, but um, you know you're you're playing on a, a PTO and and you can go sign with anybody. Technically, this might have turned some heads for some people because uh, that that was a, a much improved game for Jack Johnson. Uh, Bone Byram is uh, a cut above the rest. He he you know the confidence that that guy has uh, is pretty amazing. And the same goes for Alausen. Alausen was on uh, power plays many times, and he would he would be in what you would think is like the Miko Rantanen, so on the right side, and comfortable. And he had the puck a lot in those power plays. And it's not like he just took the puck and then tried to get rid of it as soon as possible. He'd skate around with it for a little bit, find the right guy, find the right pass, and and then make the connecting pass. So. Yeah, I can go on about Alausen a lot. Byron, like I said, he's he, he's going to be <clears throat> just he's going to be up there with Kale McCarr. How I always say I don't have a favorite, but Kale McCarr's trending that way. Byron could be something uh, similar. Um, Logan O'Connor, really, I I liked how he played. Like he's just so fast, and you know, I think we're anticipating him being on the fourth line for this season. And man, I, he's going to cause fits for some people. And this could be a year where he has a, a really good season playing on a fourth line. And you always look for those guys on those bottom six, especially the fourth line of who's the best out on the ice and who's taking, taking control during the, those fourth line minutes. He could be that guy. Um, wasn't like amazing but always involved in play and and his speed just shows. So I thought Bowers played well. Um, I didn't really think uh, Darren Helm played all that well. He he, he had a missed opportunity early, early on before the Olausen goal. 
where ooh, I wish I could remember who who passed it over to him. Um, it might have been I don't remember. It could have been Bowers. I could be wrong on that. Or no, actually, you know what? I think it was Bukaj who had a pretty nice pass over to him for a one timer, pretty close to that, and he, and he whiffed on it. Yeah, it happens. <clears throat> it happens a lot. But um, it was just an opp- missed opportunity. So I didn't see anything from him that really just stood out. Again, didn't do anything where I'm like, we got to move on from him. But nothing was amazing. I thought, uh, and you heard a lot um, about Anisimov and his his training camp, how he seems like a little bit slow. I thought he was okay. I thought he was, he was involved a lot. Um, he's not he, where he might struggle is when you are playing with all of your, your household names. Uh, Cause he's not going to be able to keep up. And that's been the rub on him for, for training camp is that he struggles, but you know, so a lot of these young guys are, are quick and fast <clears throat> and he was there. I thought I thought he had a, a pretty decent game, um, and then as far as the goalies go, it was a split time basically between Francois and Johansson, um, and we talked about Francois. I'm not worried about it. I'm just glad he got out there and is, is back out on the ice, made some good saves, and there's definitely some rust that he that's worn that's he's got to wear off. Um, and Johansson, I, I think he struggled a bit. So, and that's going to happen for goalies uh, early on. Overall, uh, you know, I think there's a lot you can take out of it. You you almost had this game won. And if you could have pulled this thing out with the team that you had against the team that they had, <clears throat> um, I think we're, we're kind of singing praises a little bit more. But obviously there's things that need need tightening up and that uh power play is definitely definitely one of them you know you get even if you're two out of seven that's still not great but it wins you the game um as far as hits go because you know i think it's going to be a sticking point for the abs this year is how physical are they being they were tied with vegas 27 each but uh some Some uh, not so nice things being done at the very end of the game. Uh, who was it? I, I know Petrangelo. He took a penalty with like five seconds left on a cross check on, I think it was Bowers that he had. I'm almost positive it was Bowers. And um, I, it, prior to that, I think Bowers uh, cross checked someone on Vegas, which didn't get called, which probably should have. Instead of Petrangelo arguing to the refs, he decides to take it in his own hands and just whack him on on the back a couple times. And they call it with five seconds left. The Avs had the goalie pulled, and they had an opportunity. Jacob McDonald had a pretty good shot, pretty good look uh, that just went wide. Uh, But that was pretty much really the only time in the game that you had players kind of getting in each other's faces with five seconds left. But it was, I mean, stuff like that's dangerous, and they're calling it. And that was completely deliberate on both sides. But Petrangelo's was just egregious. Um, and they called it, but five seconds left, what are you going to do? You do what you can, and they almost made something happen. But like I said, all in all, I think this was okay. Uh, we'll, we'll see game two, I think it's against Minnesota. You'll probably see a f- you know more substantial names come back, not all at once. 
but this is how it works. And I think a lot of people wanted to see all of these avalanche prospects <clears throat> that we've been hearing so much about for so long. And we got to see a lot of them. And I think most people are happy with this because here's the thing. If, if injuries happen this year, a lot of people are going to go back to this game and say like, Hey, they, they could, they can hold their own. A couple guys got to come up and they got to step up and, and fill in for this guy. I think some people are going to be happy about it. And maybe it's a very small sample size. Uh, but sometimes it's, you know, all really people are going to go on anyway. So <clears throat> yeah, I, I think overall good game. Now, who and and what can we expect from the rookies and the prospects this year? That's what we'll get into next before we hear from betonline.ag. And we are back with another football season. It is upon us. And as always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up. And when you do, you will receive a 100% welcome bonus. That is double your initial deposit just for signing up. And don't forget to use the promo code NFL100 from football, basketball, boxing, obviously hockey, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. And it's your online sports book expert. All right. Um, so that is a burning question for the avalanche this year. <clears throat> How much are they going to use their prospects and, and rookies? It obviously remains to be seen, <clears throat> but like I just said, I think this game for the coaching staff and for, you know, Joe Sackick, they're happy. They're happy because this is what they wanted. They wanted a, a competitive game that you were in. You know, if this thing was eight to nothing and you couldn't get anything going, um, there's now there's there's some questions. Even though it's only one preseason game, uh, they didn't show you anything. This was this is an opportunity. And games like this, it's like who is going to take advantage of the opportunity? And I think a good amount of guys did. So what does this mean for the duration of the season? Well, it's something that we've talked about many times in the offseason and how the Avalanche didn't really bring in bigger names, you know, for for depth players, for bottom six players. They didn't really bring in anybody that says like, wow, that guy's going to slot in right there immediately. And I think the thinking was a lot of it was, well, we, you know, we have all these guys. When are we going to give them an opportunity? When? Guys like Martin Cow, is is this the year he finally gets brought up and is a is a staple for the team? It's going to happen where these guys get uh, a look. Um, it's maybe a problem because they have so many guys to pick from. Who do you select? And that's you know for the coaching staff to decide who's head and shoulders above everybody else. Um, but how much will they rely upon him? I think a good amount. 
I really do. I, I think we're going to see more of the uh, the youth movement, another youth youth movement for the Avalanche than we've really ever seen. And not only did the 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 uh, you know prospects make make it difficult, guys like Jack Johnson, who I don't think really people were expecting him to do anything, he's now now that's thrown another wrench into it. I think if the Az saw like their prospects doing well and be like, okay, that's what we're going to lean on when we need to lean on it. And now you have a veteran like Jack Johnson saying, like, stand aside, Rook. Uh, I still got some game in me. So this is all a good problem to have because now now you – and granted, it's one game. Again, I keep going to go back and say that. We could play against uh, Minnesota, and he could fall flat on his face, and then we'll be talking different about it. But for right now, how you're feeling right now is – we feel good about calling up specific guys if needed. And I don't even want to say if needed, when needed, because it's, it's, it's going to be necessary. We know from the past couple seasons, I don't know if it's a stigma that follows the avalanche around, but injuries are going to happen. Uh, and how much do you rely on it? And where do you slot those guys in? And we we saw last year, Bednar's not afraid to – he brought, brings in Alex Newhook, put us right on the second line. He brings in, up uh, Sample Ranta. It's during the playoffs against Vegas. So you're expected when your number is called to get over to Denver and get ready to play and play some minutes. Um, that's what I want to look at too is uh, as far as minutes went for these guys – Alex Bukaj was the low, no, second lowest. Um, Dalton Smith was the lowest at eight minutes. Bukaj was just short of, of 10. Um, let's see, Megna had the most. I'm looking for, uh, Alausen had 15 and a half. Um, Byram with almost 25. <laughs> on the defensive end, there's really no, everybody got good minutes on the defensive end. So, you know, guy like Olausen, 15 minutes, and you know he's not going to be up there this year, guy like him. But those are precious minutes for him. So, yeah. Bottom line here is how much will the Avs rely on their prospects? And uh, I am here to tell you uh, probably a good amount. Be prepared to see. Guy, and, and, you know, when we're talking, we have to include Newhook and Ranta. And Byram, those are included. Even though Ranta didn't play, even though Newhook didn't play, Byram did. Uh, we can't just uh, because we know, especially Newhook is is going to probably be a staple. We can't ignore him in this conversation. So, and what about guys like Martin Kaut? Uh, people are waiting and waiting, and he is too. Could this be the year? We're like, okay, now we're turning to you. Maybe not right away. Maybe not when the season starts, but. I mean, I guess this is a good question. Who is the first guy? Who is the first prospect that the Avalanche, when it's necessary to call someone up, who is the first guy? Is it Cout? Is it Bowers? Uh, Justin Barron's another one. Where's his, how, did I skip over him? I did. I didn't even talk about Justin Barron. He's another one. Phenomenal. I thought he played great. He is sneaky, sneaky good. Uh, he's kind of like a lanky guy. What's his, uh, let me find it. I think he's tall and he's probably, hey, he's 6'2". Yeah, 6'2", 195. That's an NHL body ready to go. 
he's going to make it difficult on the defensive end. You know if they need help on on D, someone gets hurt on the, on the blue line, he has played his way, practiced his way into getting called up earlier than expected. All of this, all of this is stuff that the Colorado Avalanche have to navigate. Who are we going to bring up? I'm glad I'm not in that position, but I think the thing to remember is it's almost like it doesn't matter. You can you can almost do like a uh, a bingo ball, just draw a name and a number and call them up. They're not going to do that, but it's almost like you're comfortable with whoever they call. So uh, yeah, good good things are are now and for the future for the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, and I say that today, and we'll see what happens after Minnesota. But that will be it for today, everybody. Tomorrow, we will get to the physical nature of the avalanche, and that is a, a big burning question for them. Do they need to be more physical, and did they address that need in the offseason? So we'll talk about that tomorrow um, and anything else that might happen. <clears throat> so, uh, and thank you for tuning in and making this uh, your first listen of the day. Definitely Make your second listen, head over on to uh, Lockdown NHL, and uh, they'll break down a lot of what's going on in the preseason right now. So uh, head over there and definitely check it out on Thursday when Adam and I host the show. So, um, yeah, that's going to be it for today, everybody. Always appreciate you guys tuning in, and we'll see everyone tomorrow. Stay safe out there. Here's Jovi. Go, Abs, go!